Hi again, everybody. This is Stuart Gandalf with um, Healthcare Success. We have another Shizmed podcast this year, 2018. And a terrific lineup again this year, as always. I'm excited about this session because the topic is great. And it's something that, obviously, if you're listening, you think is great, too. So the topic is Facebook Live, Opportunities for Healthcare Marketing Beyond Point and Shoot. And today, we have Ann Dreyfus, Public Relations Specialist with VCU Health System, and Keith Kaufelt, uh, Social Media Specialist, again, with VCU Health System. Uh, welcome, Ann and Keith. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Today, we're going to talk about something that, you know, Facebook Live is pretty amazing. It's fun. Uh, it's crazy. I was at a party recently where we're Facebooking live, and then <laughs> people said things they probably sh- wouldn't want to say. It's like, remember, you're on camera here. It's a new evolving technology, and people are just getting used to it, I think. For those of our listeners, there's probably a few at least who haven't uh, had a chance to play around with Facebook Live and don't really understand it. Can you uh, just give us a quick overview of, you know, kind of Facebook Live and what you th- what you think most people are doing with it and what they're not doing with it? Sure. So Facebook Live is it's inherent in the name, a live streaming tool, and it allows uh, pretty much anyone to broadcast live video to their feed. Um, it came out just a few years ago, and um, shortly after it was introduced to a wider audience, we picked it up and started kind of playing around with it and figuring out how we can incorporate it into our strategy. But it's a great tool. It's a really awesome way to break through uh, and reach your audience a little bit more. I think we all as we continue to work with the social space, know that's becoming more of a pay-to-play space. And uh, we found that Facebook Live is a great way to still organically break through and reach an audience. So throughout the past uh, two years that we've been kind of working with it, we've been able to develop some really great content streams that we utilize to create content to our, and give it to our audience uh, on a pretty regular basis. Looking around outside of our own use of it, we've seen the pretty much standard thing that we've seen across the board when people first dip their toes into Facebook live streaming or streaming in general is uh, just kind of streaming events, something that they've got going on where they kind of pop a camera in a corner and just stream the entire thing. And what we've tried to do and what we'll be talking about in our presentation at Shishmed is kind of breaking that down even further and looking at really unique ways you can develop content specifically for the live streaming platform to really make the most of it. One thing that we talk about um, in our presentation is having a live streaming first mentality So the content streams that we spend the bulk of our presentation discussing are uh, channels that we've developed specifically with live streaming in in mind. And we we didn't have something already planned and then we just put a camera in front of it. We um, thought, what are the strengths of live streaming and how can we build on those strengths from our marketing, uh, from our marketing standpoint? Tell me, you know, why is this valuable? I mean, why did you, it's great that you guys had the idea and I loved the idea that using Facebook Live as a primary and then kind of build an event around it. But, you know, what have you, what kind of benefits have you found from this and what makes it so valuable? Well, a lot of what we tend to do on social is trying to drive both engagement and some thought leadership. And um, by putting these live uh, interviews and demonstrations together, we found that we were able to increase the engagement we were getting on these posts compared to others, um, even to pre-recorded video. Um, and we were also able to more authentically interact directly with our audience in real time. So, for instance, when we do a lot of live interviews, we prompt our audience to ask questions. And in real time, they can watch the physician or subject matter expert we have on answer those questions. And it really makes it a two-way conversation directly with our audience as opposed to just throwing a video out there for them to consume. Facebook has their own 
proof points about it, like that users, Facebook users watch live video three times longer than previously recorded video. And 90% of the content shared on social media is video and like users comment um, on live videos 10 times more than they do pre-recorded videos. So there's a lot of reaching more people um, occurring on, on live streaming than you would get on a pre-recorded video. Um, or really, you know, on just a stagnant post. And then in addition to what Keith talked about, um, another thing that we discussed during our presentation is the earned media that we get out of these live streams that we do. So we have a whole strategy of uh, using our Facebook Live um, interviews and everything that we produce on Facebook Live to um, hit, using it to pitch to journalists. And um, often those journalists will uh, be more likely to cover whatever we're pitching to them than if we were just going to, them we, we were just to pitch them without the video. And they also are more likely to repost our videos on their sites. Like we've done, we have examples of when um, we have annual events and we pitched them to uh, our local television station without live streaming and they don't pick it up. But then when we have the live streamed video, they cover it. And that happens again and again. So we've seen a lot of return on investment through getting earned media coverage through Facebook Live as well. That's terrific. Um, so you have 22, I was looking, I'm on your Facebook page now, and you have about 22,000 uh, likes and 22,000 followers on Facebook. How did you guys, without going into too much detail, but how have you built that over the years? That's a, a good start. A lot of it is providing really engaging content. Um, I started with the health system about a little over two years ago, um, and part of my strategy when coming on board was to start making our content more relevant to our audience, but also provide them the same type of content they were consuming other places. So looking outside of healthcare to other industries to see what their social pages were like. Social should always be the more friendly, personable, approachable part of any marketing piece, the part where people can really communicate back and forth. So we started to utilize some trends that we were seeing, like using cinemagraphs, motion graphics, graphics that move, um, really making it more engaging and something they, they could really benefit from as far as creating tips that were dynamic. Um, and then live streaming was just a another piece of that, creating content that they could really use and was interesting to them. So we've seen a great benefit from creating authentic content and placing it on our page. It, that's something that they can really take away. So when we do a lot of these demonstrations, like the cooking program that we'll talk about in our presentation um, in these live interviews, it's, we're never doing any hard selling with a lot of it. It's just straight up benefit to our audience to consume this information. And the, the goal there has always been that, you know, they may not need us now, but if we build this friendly relationship with them on social, when they do have a, a healthcare need, they'll actually view us in a favorable light and already have that established relationship. So I think really thinking about the content we produce on social and make sure it's really engaging has led to us increase uh, the number of followers that we have. Right. Yeah, Keith always says we want to be a welcome. Yeah, we, one of the things that we say is we want to be a welcome intruder uh, into people's social spaces. Um, people are just overly bombarded with um, ads and some really hard selling on social these days. So we try and keep everything really light, conversational, and authentic as we can. With Facebook reach declining so much organically, are you guys doing any boost or paid social ads to increase the exposure for any of the work that you're doing, whether it's Facebook Live or it's just your normal posts? So we 
do um, have a boosting and also an ads manager strategy when we're running, you know, ads that are dark posted and targeted to specific audiences. And on top of that, we also work within CRM to run some ads on social as well as other places. But outside of that, what we've been able to achieve with the Facebook Live is utilizing the Facebook algorithm to our advantage. So right now, and especially within the past year, Facebook has really favored live video. They have several different ways that you are able to notify your audience that you're going live. Many people listening may have had an experience where they've been on Facebook and in the lower left-hand corner, they've seen a little window pop up saying that a page they follow or a friend of theirs has gone live. That's a benefit that's not paid for. It's just organic to the algorithms that are used. And also it's more favorable in the timeline. And we know it's much more difficult to break through, especially as a business page on someone's timeline when it's more favoring people's friends and family. Um, So the way that Facebook is favoring live video, we really haven't had to do too much in terms of paid promotion of those videos. They are one of the few spaces left where you can really get a lot of organic leverage. There are some definitely some special cases where we have either boosted a video if there's been a strategic need, and we always do some sort of advanced promotion, but that's very seldomly paid. Yeah, like we'll always do a graphic to uh, promote the video. Um, sometimes people make short uh, short 30-second uh, videos to promote if we're doing like a series on Facebook Live. But And then we also have paid for um, advertisements in special cases. Like we had one where we were specifically trying to reach with this one campaign people who spoke Spanish in our community. And so we paid for an ad on a Spanish-speaking radio station that was promoting our Facebook Live series that we had targeted toward that community. But really, most of it is pretty much organic. Yeah, about I would say 90% of it is done organically. And that's one of the things that we really try to speak to people about is that there really isn't a huge upfront cost to trying this. So it's a little bit easier to get buy-in from senior leadership because it can be done pretty cheaply and have a pretty large impact for the small investment that you make. You know, it's funny. I remember talking to Lee Acey last year about at Mayo about what they're doing and not so much Facebook Live, but just videos and sharing videos. But the shares seem to be what gets exposure more. With stuff that gets shared often uh, seems to grow. Do you guys find that as well with your Facebook Live? Yeah. I mean, like we talk about a specific case where um, we did uh, we Facebook, we did a Facebook live series for our white coat ceremony. Um, y'all being a healthcare um, company, you're probably somewhat familiar with uh, do, do your listeners. Do you think know about white coat ceremonies? Should I give a brief description? Yeah, sure. Of go ahead. Give, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. They're just basically like a, a symbolic event where our medical students um, get their white coat for the first time and they recite the Hippocratic Oath. And it's like the symbolic first step of their um, time in medical school. And so it's an annual event that we cover um, every year. And um, we decided to put it on Facebook Live. So part of the idea behind that was that our students come from all over the world. And while this is a really important event, it's not like something like graduation where um, our, their families and friends would fly in to attend. But it's still really important. We knew we had that base waiting for content, wanting to be involved in this event. And so by covering it on Facebook Live, and this was an example of one where we didn't just 
set the camera up and forget about it. We split it up into 11 separate segments that we were really purposeful about. But one of those segments was interviews with students. And so every time we interviewed a student, you know, these are these new medical students on our campus, and they were sharing that content with their followers, or they were tagging themselves. And so we were able to access that audience that was already there waiting for us um, through posting stuff on Facebook Live. And then we always also, like, we'll tag um, organizations uh, like the um, American Heart Association for an interview that we're doing about cardiology, or we'll use hashtags that are associated with whatever health topic we're, um, we're talking about. So we're able to pick up followers through that way, too. So you guys have touched on some of your five content streams, but can you go through them again for our listeners in order of sort of what, what you're finding successful? And because um, I think that's really, it may stir a lot of ideas for the listeners. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the first, uh, our first foray into Facebook Live was these interviews that we were talking about. And we hosted the first one in August 2016. I think Facebook Live was made available to the public in April of 2016. So we were really early adopters of um, using Facebook Live for like marketing purposes. Um, but we hosted that. It was an interview with the chair of our infectious um, disease department. And we were talking about Zika virus because back in August of 2016, that was hitting headlines hard and everyone was really concerned about Zika virus getting to the continental U.S. And so that was our first Facebook Live. Um, and the interviews, like we, we do interviews probably on average, I'd say, four times a month, maybe three to four times a month, give or take. Um, and those are always on timely news topics and the ideas to portray our positions as experts um, on trending topics and then also like humanize our leadership because we always do the interviews either at their office or in a casual setting and it really breaks through that stock image headshot that you know you typically see of, of physician leaders. Yeah, and we've um, also found that it's good for like testing them out before maybe they talk to you know larger media, especially some of the new physicians, to make sure yeah. they actually do an interview. <laughs> yeah, it's been great for that, like putting a camera in front of someone, you know, and just seeing how they respond. And also, like we use like the live, the fact that they're live, we can send those videos to pitching our um, physicians to talk on like live, actual, you know media channels um, and we can say like this is how they respond to being live so it's been really good for that too. That was kind of what launched us into developing more content and then what followed that were uh, demonstrations um, and those took the form of these live cooking segments that we'll go more in depth into at our presentation Um, and then also we continue to do event coverage um, but have some very specific thoughts about, you know, being strategic about what events you stream and how you do it. And then also we uh, leverage Facebook Live in the way that we utilize community partnerships in order to create content specifically for live streaming. So those are the five that we've been working on. Behind the scenes stories. And behind the scenes. Yeah, the behind the scenes stories are like for, um, we've got a lot of spaces in the hospital, you know, that people aren't really allowed behind those closed doors. And we were capitalizing on viewer curiosity with those and also showing off the, all the great technology and all the money that we've invested in all of these, um, all of these facilities to, to show our followers. All right, great. Yeah, and so the, for those of you that are, want to write down a list, it was interviews, demonstrations, community partners, behind the scenes, and events. Those are the five. That's really fun to do that. It's, it's always helpful just to say, wait a minute, what are my ideas? Well, let's start with like the types of videos we can do and then figure it out from there. 
You guys mentioned KPIs at the beginning or when we were talking offline. Tell me about some of the important KPIs you guys are able to measure as a result of doing this. I mean, yeah, so we, we divide it into three, and they're not in any particular order, but um, our first one is just gaining earned media, um, which what I talked about before with, with how much more um, earned media we're getting from our Facebook Live videos. Some of the other things that we look for is engagement, so we track those both within platform itself as far as how many people are engaging with that specific post as far as likes, comments, and shares. Uh, but we have in the past used linking strategies, and depending on what your motivation for doing Facebook Live is, again, ours, we're trying to be really authentic, but you can use it to really uh, take people on a full journey um, and use different linking strategies to take people out of that Facebook video and link them to a landing page, drive them further from there to uh, make an appointment. Um, so there's a lot of ways that you can set yourself up for success, um, but you really need to figure out what you're trying to measure when you do each live video. So. Again, for us, a lot of it's going to be within that platform, looking at the level of engagement with that particular post and then earned media as well. Uh, but there have been cases where we look at to the number of link clicks to a specific link that was either said multiple times in the video and then also placed within the comment section and then also placed within the copy of that post. And using that specific link, either using things like Bitly or Google to then track that link. Um, and measure how many people are actually taking the time to go beyond the video content you're producing into a, a landing page where you can actually get more information from them from there. Yeah, we often uh, partner with our colleagues in marketing, and you know what are they, what are their key service lines that they're trying to promote that year, and then we utilize Facebook Live to help drive patient engagement at those departments. And then we just really try and drive thought leadership. And a lot of that's done through our interviews is making sure that our subject matter experts are out there and visible to our audience and making sure they're the ones talking about these important topics. Again, Anne touched on Zika when that was a very big news topic. And we wanted to make sure that we highlighted our expert as someone as the point of contact for any news source, but also as part of the community to understand that we were here um, with the best of the best to provide any knowledge uh, and information they needed. Any other key takeaways that you'd like our readers slash listeners to walk away with? Something special from the meeting we haven't talked about or anything else to summarize for us? Um, I mean, like the, the ones we end on for our presentation is the having a live streaming first mentality, like developing content specifically for live streaming, like our cooking demonstrations and our behind the scenes tours. Um, and then we also talk about just reiterating that we are not trying to do much hard selling with Facebook Live. They're an opportunity for us to remind our followers that we're here and we're a source of helpful information so that if they do need healthcare down the road, they've got this idea in their head of VCU Health being a friendly presence. Um, on their social media landscape. And then lastly, we didn't really talk about this much um, here, but we discussed like the, the variety of like low to high tech equipment that can be utilized for Facebook Live. Like really all you need, you have right in your pocket, you've got you know, your phone. And so we talk about all the other equipment that we've built into our strategy, but um, I guess the fact that there's um, Really, this can be done uh, on a really inexpensive way, but it could also be done really with a lot of fancy equipment, too, and it kind of depends on what bridge you want to take. And I think that's part of our message is that it, it doesn't take a huge investment to start doing this. Um, and we understand when we spoke at other conferences that a lot of people are a little bit nervous, hesitant, or scared to even venture into live streaming because of all the numerous potentialities that exist out there as to what could go wrong or what could happen. But 
we try and make it more comfortable for people to just view it as a really awesome tool that's really approachable and really easy to start off with and kind of lower the expectation that you're not trying to be an ABC News broadcast. You're trying to just be someone really authentic, and that can be done just with a smartphone. As you guys obviously know, to podcast, once in a while we'll do a video podcast. And what I have found, like in a conference, at least like Chisman, I've done this before, uh, either bring a um, microphone with me, but the Zoom has a little plug-in thing that works really well that doesn't like a whole thing to carry. And it's, so it's the Zoom IQ6. So it's really simple. It's really, really little and easy. And then I've used lavaliers too. And then lighting is a, an issue as well. You know, a lot of times if it's in a live environment, if you haven't planned it, is different than what you guys are doing. Do you guys set up special lighting and special cameras, or do you oftentimes do it gorilla too? That is something that we talk about in the presentation. We, I mean, one of our best practices is, is of course, to arrive like 15 to 20 minutes early just to make sure that the lighting is good, the sound isn't distracting, um, we've got good data connection because one of the worst things that can happen when you're live streaming is just that um, there's background sound that's distracting people or they can't see you because you're in a shadow. And so like eliminating all of those distractions so that your followers are really focusing on the message that you're trying to get across is one of the points that we try to make. And we also talk about how we use the Mevo. Yeah, and we go through some of the products we use that are pretty nimble and kind of talk about the fact that Facebook itself has a whole page dedicated to talking about all the vendors that tap into the API that you can stream from. So there's some very small steps you can make to increase the quality and polish of your product uh, on live streaming. And it can be anyway from having a several cameras set up and using a Teradek to broadcast or using some of the smaller equipment that we use. Um, and we kind of throughout the presentation talk about some of those little things that you can add that are cheap and inexpensive, but really polish up and add to the broadcast itself. But we're not trying to make it look like, like, like you said, an ABC News like broadcast. Like we recognize that this is um, it's on Facebook Live. Like, it, it doesn't need to look really polished, and our followers don't want it to look uh, polished. They want, um, for the physicians and, like, for the hospital staff that, they, that we're showcasing to be just people, and that's kind of the message that we try to get across um, through Facebook Live. Thanks for the ideas on the equipment. One other thing I've found, at least for the, the podcast and video podcast we've done, is there's an iRig. I'm talking very – usually if I'm doing this stuff, I'm at a conference running between meetings or something. And I've done at the most noisy exhibit area of Shizmed with a iRig uh, mic, condenser mic. And it's like – it sounds perfect. You hardly hear the people in the background at all. It's amazing. So if you look yeah. a little bit, there's, equip, there's equipment out there. And it's like a $49 device or 54 apparently on Prime today. It doesn't require a lot, but it definitely requires more than just your phone if you're trying to do an environment like that. Uh, did you have any other comments on that? No, uh, we've kind of, uh, as we've experimented with different products, one of the things that we've done when we had really noisy environments was just, uh, again, on uh, a site like Amazon, you can pick up some uh, lapel mics for next to nothing, really, and those really help kind of tap in to isolate that sound with if you're doing an interview and it's in those really loud environments. So, again, I think there's not a huge barrier to access to doing this, and some of the things you need to, like, make things a little bit better or finesse them a little bit can be purchased relatively cheaply. I think the biggest thing, as you said, I said it before, is just to try it. You know, try it in a small way. Try it unofficially. Just get a sense of that way that takes away some of the fear factor. I think, like, live videos really do scare people off a lot. 
we're hoping that our presentation, for those that attend um, next week, that it makes it less scary. Because we've, we've already done all the scary stuff. We've tried it, and we've made our own mistakes. So we'll talk to you about that, too. But, like, it, you can do it, too. You know, like, if we can do it, they can do it. <laughs> By the time this airs, this will be, session will be over. Cause it's, um, but we will announce where to get the recording. So for people that want to be the A students and go listen to your talk, a post, it, it should be available online, I'm assuming, at Shizmet. Guys, it was uh, terrific. I really enjoyed doing this. It was fun. It's a topic that obviously this could be looked at as just sort of a toy, but you guys figured out a way to make it into a really good marketing strategy. So congratulations on that. Thank you.